Okay, today's guest on Leave Your Mark is Becky Auer, the $6.5 million woman. She's a speaker, author, educator, business coach, consultant, and entrepreneur extraordinaire. Her three P's, positioning, profit, and passion. You may have also seen her on ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox. She is a multi-award winner, formerly a co-owner of Nakama Japanese Steakhouse and Sushi Bar Restaurant in Pittsburgh, amongst one of her many accomplishments. She's also a national speaker, a coach, and an author, and she's an award winner of Empowering Women in Business Award by the Inspiring Lives Magazine and the Glacier Kennedy's Insider Circle of Hall of Fame through coaching. She is also ranked as the number 20th in the top 200 small business coaches in the world year 2017. Hi there and welcome. Now it's time for America's favorite podcast. Leave your mark with your host, Vince Cortez. If it's pop, loose spin it. It's Cortez. If freeze and chop is in it. It's Cortez. Leave your mark. It's about inspiring the world. One guess at a time. Pass the word from Brooklyn to Pittsburgh, from urban to suburb. It's Cortez, you heard? And here is our host, Vince Cortez. Thank you for coming today, Becky. Woohoo! Excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. It's well, awesome. I have to tell you, your resume and your bio is so deep. You have so many different things that we could touch on, but I want to target what we think is your favorite experiences as well as where your starting point was. So I would like you to share real quickly when you were 13 years old or the spirit of an entrepreneur passed through you. Could you share that experience when you were 13 with us? Oh my gosh, sure. So so both my parents, you know, worked for somebody for 35 years and I didn't really have any role models for being an entrepreneur, but I must have always had that bug. So when I was 13, I always liked it when, if people listening remember that you could buy like wooden storks to go in your front yard if you had just had a baby. Now they have baby launch parties and all kind of stuff. But back then <laughs> there was, you know, big storks that you could put in the yard, just kind of announcing the birth of the baby. And so my dad helped me get bored and we, you know, made cute storks. I had a graphic designer design the stork for me and I would let people know that I was doing this business and they always knew somebody that was having a baby. And so I can't say it was a roaring success, but (laughs) I think that's when I started really liking like, oh, I could do something myself and, you know, have some success. And of course you learn a lot, right? Just by doing. And so we learned a ton and just kept moving forward. But I think being an entrepreneur myself, one of the most curious things that most likely happened to you on an emotional level, and this is what stops most people, is you had no fear. That's amazing. So as a 13-year-old teenager, you kind of found yourself and didn't even know it. I think that's so true. I think you're 100% right. And with all the clients that I've dealt with over all the years, the main thing that stops people is fear. In fact, I just got a PM on Facebook right before our interview today. And one of my members said, okay, I did it. I stepped out of my comfort zone. I recorded a video and I just put it out there and I'm going to see how it goes. Because I always say when you step out of that comfort zone, it's so hard to do, but that's when your biggest change happens. 
Yeah, that I agree. All of the mixed emotions seem to surface at one time when you're getting ready to do that. Let me go now. You take me when you were doing your fire restoration business. You said that was in 1995. And this was the beginning of you building million dollar businesses. So what was the motivation to be in fire water restoration? That seems like kind of an interesting niche. Right. Well, I can't build anything, but I had gotten married in 1993 and we wanted to do a business together, but I got pregnant. And so at that point I was living in Long Island. And when I moved back to, he was good enough to move back to Pittsburgh because I had never held a baby. You know, I was 30 years old and never babysat. And I was nervous about having this kid, but we wanted to start our own business. So business most times in in people's minds equals freedom, right? I wanted to be able to do what I wanted when I wanted, because I had worked for people up until then, really great people, but I wanted to create my own schedule and my own life. And he was already an entrepreneur and had skills, right? He could build and fix and do all of that. So I said, this actually may be a perfect business because I don't know any of that, but I know that I can market businesses. I can help get business to our business. And I went out when I was eight months pregnant and it was hot. It was summer. And I walked on into these State Farm, Erie, Allstate, Liberty Mutual agencies and asked for business. And they were like, oh, honey, you're a swollen tick. Go home and we'll give you. Oh my, swollen tick. <laughs> we'll give you business. Don't worry. Oh and uh, so I think the pregnancy thing actually really helped me because it was hot. You know, you've got to do it you got to do. And we were all in. We used our last money to start that business. And so if we didn't get business, I mean, we were going bankrupt. So it's very motivating when you have everything on the line and you got to make it work. And so that's what we did. We made it work and we got a great reputation and it just took off from there. If you have a story to share, tell us how are you going to leave your mark? Contact us, leave your mark with our hosts, Vince Cortez, be our guest. Wow. So now this leads into another business. And That's right. <laughs> so, I mean, you would assume that you're so busy here and the success of this, that it would be difficult to start something new. But here you are in 2003 now, eight or 10 years later, well, you're talking about you're a steakhouse fan <laughs> and, and somehow you wind up in a steakhouse uh, working a guy over sauce. And what, what does that lead to? That's right. So we were doing right construction and we had started a second business, which was construction because all the people wanted that had a problem wanted their house put back to Taj Mahal status, which most couldn't do because of the insurance money. So we started a second construction business for people just like that wanted us to do additional stuff because we were already there and would pay separately, not with insurance money. And through that, at the same time, a Japanese steakhouse opened up in Wexford at the same time that we started that second business. And I waltzed on up there because I love Japanese food and said, hey, I became fast friends with them and said, look, why don't we do a barter where we will come in and we'll paint every couple months and we'll keep your carpets clean and you give us a tab for food. And whenever we want to come up and eat, we will. And so we just became fast friends and it worked out perfectly. And I always said to them, hey, if you want to do another one, you know, I'm sick of working in industries where people just call with complaints 
complaints all the time. I said, if you ever do another Japanese steakhouse, let me know. Not ever thinking that it would come true. And fast forward about three years and they're like, yeah, we want to do a separate one. And there were four owners up there. And this was one of the owners. He wanted to break away and do another Japanese steakhouse on his own. But he said, I don't know how to market. I know you know how to market because I became friends with them. I was up there all the time eating and helping them, you know, get their place in ship shape. And I said, oh my gosh, okay. And I kept thinking, like I was so tired of being in the construction industry at that point. I said, what's the worst thing that can happen with a restaurant? Somebody doesn't like what we cooked and you give them their 25 bucks back and they go away never to be seen again. And that was a whole lot better than giving $25,000 back or having to go and fix that type of problem. So that's how that all came to be. <laughs> now, you're, how long does your run at Nakama last for? Yep. So I was there. I opened it in 2003 and I sold it in 2007. It was a great seven years, but it was exhausting. And I had two small kids at the time, one with special needs. She has cystic fibrosis and they're 25 and 23 now, but back then they were young, like six and eight. So it it was just a lot. It was a lot. (laughs) Wow. So now in 2007, do you still have the fire restoration business or is that Uh, gone now too? Well, this is a good lesson for your visitors. The restaurant just blew up like it was perfect because I had all the marketing stuff in place. So when we opened the doors, it was the perfect timing. I thought it was going to be directed towards 40 to 50 year olds. It turned out to be the 21 to 30 crowd where the girls with the big chests and tiny little tops would come in for happy hour (laughs) and all the guys would follow and they just were great people. And that was our demographic, which we did not expect. Expect. So it really just blew up. And so here's the lesson for any of your people out there listening. We were so dumb that we had these two multi-million dollar businesses, firewater restoration and construction, and we just closed them. We didn't sell them. We could have gotten <laughs> so much money. Oh my gosh, you think back, it's like, what was I thinking? But we were so busy with the restaurant. And, you know, making oodles of money. We went from zero to six and a half million dollars in just over a year. Wow. And then we kept it there for seven years. That's exciting. In, in about 4,500 square feet, which is just unheard of. And so it was great, but it was exhausting. And, you know, look, you make mistakes, right? Everybody out there has made mistakes of some type or another, but you just learn and you move forward. You can't keep thinking about it, you know, and saying, oh, how stupid were we? Well, right? you're, you're entrepreneurial, so I mean, this probably goes back to when you were 13, you could put a string of things together. So now this is done and we find in you and you're writing books, you're a mentor, you're a coach, you're an author, you're a consultant. I mean, this all comes from the resume of these three businesses that you previously owned. You are listening to Leave Your Mind with your host, Vince Cortez. Leave Your Mind, your mind. inspiring the world one guess at a time. So kind of take me into where you're at now and how you got into it and how it's expanding. I mean, between the television and the books and the speaking, it's like you have a very exciting life going on post three business ownerships. Yeah, yeah, it is. It has been quite the full circle moment, if you will. So when the restaurant took off, 
you know, I had a ton of people asking me, how are you packing this place every night on a Monday and a Tuesday and nights that restaurants aren't supposed to be packed? And we had waiting lists and everything. So I thought, well, I could teach what I know. And I always wanted to be a teacher. My mom was in the teaching field. She was a principal in elementary school. So I thought, well, I could teach. I just won't teach kids. I'll teach business owners. And so in 2006, I started my own consulting firm where I would teach business owners how to grow their business and primarily focused on brick and mortar, how to get people to walk in and then how to keep them, right? Because you can get them to walk in, but how to build a list, why that's so important, and then how to nurture that list and how to have a system in place to be able to reach out to that list and all of those things. So it's just evolved since 2000. This is is really amazing because my experience has been where I have to unlearn and relearn the new. And you seem to have flowed from pre-artificial intelligence or pre-computer era with your previous businesses right into this. You kind of hit in stride. You're saying in 2006, if my memory serves me right, Facebook started in 2007. So uh, what you had chose to do was an excellent selection because it goes hand in glove with here we are, you know, 13, 14 years later. And being a coach is a big deal now. And you've been doing this for over a decade. Bring me into how the artificial intelligence has kind of boosted what you currently do with your consulting and mentoring and your masterminds. Well, it's interesting. It's made it more difficult, right? Because now if somebody hires you to help them, they want you to have like a little bit of knowledge in every different area where you just can't be an expert in every single area. Now, it used to be if you knew what emotional direct response marketing was, you were 99% ahead of everybody else in marketing, which Mm -hmm. is what I studied and learned. Now, you're expected to be maybe an expert in Facebook ads or driving Google analytics. You just have to kind of know the lingo where can just all become overwhelming. So anybody listening who wants to get started, I would say pick a niche that you think you would like to work with that can actually pay you if you want to become a business coach, right? And then work within that niche and they'll need specific things for their niche. I did not do that. I kind of went broad. You'd think I would have just stuck with restaurants, but I really (laughs) like helping kind of everybody. And that's not like, I don't really advise my people to do that now, even though I still do that, but it's only because I had so much knowledge from different industries that I think I was able to do that easier than somebody who might not have had the background where they actually were in there and doing it. So now I run a local NoBS marketing meeting. I run a local NoBS VIP group and I run local elite mastermind group. I guess I shouldn't say local since COVID really everything is people international now in my VIP and mastermind groups and they're just going great. And I help people become business coaches, which I just love doing because it's affordable and you can go in and you can follow a proven system, which I love. And it gives you all the tools to be able to help other businesses. Just like you said, consulting and coaching right now, they're hot, right? I mean, they're hot markets because everybody needs help. If you're struck by COVID and you weren't busy at all, you need to get people back into your store or back to your website. And if you have been so busy, I'm sure you've let a lot of things drop through the cracks, you know, like making sure your list is up to date and, you know, all the things that go along with having a business that's busy. So there's a whole bunch you can do to go in currently and help people. Connect with us on LinkedIn. Be our friend on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You are listening to Vince Cortez. We just want you to leave your mark. 
this is really a great story because you are an inspiration on a lot of different levels as a mother and having your daughter with the cystic fibrosis and being a business owner and helping people is your motive. In your window of time, we kind of watched women officially make tracks in this country. You know, you have quite a resume for women. They would gravitate to you. So I would like to ask you if you had something to tell a young woman or a woman out there that wanted to start a business, what kind of advice would you give her? Oh my gosh, I would say A, go for it, and B, fail fast. Don't be afraid to fail. You learn so much more when you fail. Is it fun? No. Does it happen to everybody? Yes. And just break through your fear. When you break through your fear and you try something, I can't tell you how many times I have seen the light bulb moment. So I'll offer solutions to business owners and things like that, or people that are trying to help business owners. And when you see see their face, when I tell them to go do something and it works. Like it's the aha moment. It's the light bulb moment. And that is the most fun for me to see and witness. And then they're like, oh my gosh, this actually worked. I better go listen to more of what she has to say. You know, and then they try other things, but it's just that initial fear, just getting over it and going and doing it because doing imperfect action is better than no action at all, right? Taking some type of imperfect action to get you to the next level, even if it, you know, was a mess. It's like I always show a graphic at the beginning of my meetings, like everybody thinks it's just going to be perfect, but it's not. Let me just be the first to tell you. And that's okay because if you're an entrepreneur, you should either expect that or just know that that's going to happen and it's okay and you just have to keep pushing through. What would you describe as your most proud moment or experience as an entrepreneur? I'm going to answer as a mom first, because I think there's so many women out there. Like, look, if you have kids, it's just part of being an entrepreneur. So my most proud moment is raising my two girls to be strong, independent women and helping my younger child with cystic fibrosis have confidence and be able to navigate because she does have health issues and, you know, situations. We, we were in the hospital at least 10 times while she was growing up wow. for two week minimum stays. So, wow. so she has a lot to manage and I'm proud that, that she's managing all of that. And that my older daughter who suffers with anxiety and depression gets through that on a daily basis. So wow. Yahoo to them. And as a business owner, I think what jazzes me and what wakes me up every day and what I'm most passionate about is just helping other business owners or people who want to be business owners sign the front of the check rather than the back of the check. Mm. Everybody that I have met, you know, who wants to be a business owner, the main reason that ends up to be after you talk to them about it for either a few minutes or, you know, an hour consultation is the end result is they want freedom to choose to live their life however they want it. And is that scary in the beginning? Darn tootin'. But <laughs> I, I absolutely 100% think that if you can get past that, and get direction from somebody who's already done it, not somebody who's brand new, get a mentor, someone to help you, it will shortcut your process. So even if you have to pay for that, they spent hours and thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands, probably in most instances of hours and time and money. So you should pay them for their knowledge, you know, and get advice and move forward 
faster. But my most proud moment in the business world is, I believe, the hundreds of business owners that I've helped. It's really my passion and what wakes me up in the morning to, to get out there and just keep doing it day after day. What I asked of all my asks is, is, what would you like to be remembered for? And I think you just answered that question. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Let me ask you this. What do you imagine yourself doing next from what you're currently doing? Yeah. The best part about being a business coach is you can take on as many clients as you want, or you can work with one person, right? So right now I have two offers on the table, one to work with 200 doctors who have pain relief clinics, and I'm considering doing that. And then the other one is a group of individuals that (laughs) I can't really reveal their niche, but it's another group similar to that where they need some help in some direction. And so like, it's like, do you want to work that hard? You know what I mean? But you want to, because as a business coach, right? You're a teacher and you're a mentor. So, but you can't spread yourself too thin. So those are the two things that I'm weighing now. And I think as time moves on, right? I feel like I'm a young 57 years old right now. As time moves on, I'll figure it out. You know, it's just like anybody else just out there trying to figure it out. What's the best course of action for the next part of your life moving forward? It's not a surprise that your success, your energy, you're very spirited person. You can tell you're passionate about what you do. Your voice of wanting to help others and care for other people, it shines through. There's no surprise that you've had the success that you've had. Thank so, you. And, and I'm proud. I mean, it's a great opportunity to share your expertise. I'm a part of your no business marketing group and I get something out of it every day. Uh, it's a fantastic group of people. It's something that I hope you continue to do because it's on that level where it's very grassroots and you're kind of doing the dirty work to get that momentum and get that confidence going, get those dollars rolling in. But what you do right. is, is really special. And oh, thank you. It, I'm sure the virtual will grow even more because now you can reach people out of the area as well. So what I would like to do is get some of your contact information, some of the books where we can direct them on Amazon and titles and the links to your coaching and see where they can go to sign up and get more information about what you do more specifically. And, yes, uh, you bet. So on Amazon, you can just look up my name. It's Becky Hour, A-U-E-R. And there's a couple books on there that you can download. That's kind of where I am everywhere. So I'm not very big on Instagram or Twitter, but I do have handles out there. I participate on Facebook. It's CEO Becky Hour as my professional business page. And if you want to check out one of our meetings for free, it's No BS Marketing Solutions. You can go under events there, or you can just go to nobsmarketingmeeting.com and sign up free to join and check out our meetings every single month. And if you're a business owner and you need help with expert positioning or bringing people through the door, again, my email is becky at com. It's the easiest way to get a hold of me. Well, this was great. I thank you. I appreciate your time today, Becky. And I look forward to seeing you at our monthly meeting. Sounds amazing. Thank you so much for having me. And anybody out there, go take action and implement and step out of your comfort zone. It'll, it will take you many places. We'll do that. Thanks for listening to Leave Your Mark today. Tune into our next episode of Leave Your Mark with Vince Cortez. Be blessed. You just left your mark. Thanks for listening. listening. Listen to more episodes on demand. Just click Leave Your Mark with Vince Cortez.